What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Today, uh, I have a very, very special guest, Luke Hansen. He's the CEO of Company Cam. Uh, really awesome, awesome conversation. Even more awesome of a person, uh, really giving us a high-level overview of managing people, leadership, diving into the details of how Company Cam came about. Um, man, such an awesome episode here. I think you're really going to enjoy this. Now, just so you know, if you click the link in the description, uh, Luke gave us a special discount to anyone that wants to try Company Cam. So feel free to check that out. And the episode starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. 8.30 in the morning. We're know. live, brother. We're live, Luke. I want to be respectful of your awesome. time, man. Um, we're rocking and rolling. Um, I have a lot of questions, but I, I I want to introduce you. Everyone, I'm here with Luke. Of uh, He is the CEO of Company Cam. Um, and it's becoming, it's working its way into our industry, man, the painting industry. Um, I know you guys primarily started with roofers. Is that is that the case? Yeah. So yeah, I come from the roofing industry. Like yeah, my dad tell me the story, man. Company. I got to hear the story. I want to hear it from you. I asked around. I, it's, I heard there's a legendary tale. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. It's like everything gets better over time, you know, like it gets okay. exaggerated. Um, but no, so like I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, okay. right in the middle. Um, my dad, you know, went to college, I think got a master's degree in some like sports science or something. He wanted to be a coach and a, a trainer. And the market was terrible. And so he was like, he grew up on a farm. So he's like, I'll start this construction company. So he started roofing houses, basically the year I was born. Wow. Um, kind of an ends meet type of deal. And that grew pretty steadily. Like when I was in high school, it was me and my buddies roofing houses, you know. And then I think now they've got like 150 employees. And it, it's really grown mm. steadily over the years. Yeah. But I was, I was running our marketing by this time uh, in about 2014. And I was, I was managing the kind of gutters and siding in that, that, that section of the business. And we did not know that as well as we knew roofing. Um, like we, I, you know, you like, you get so used to doing something, you kind of know what to look for all the time. You got all this like built in knowledge across your business. And we didn't really have that over there. We were making these dumb mistakes. It was really frustrating. And I was trying to get everyone to take more pictures. I was like, we need to take these pictures so that we don't get blamed for property damage or things. Or so that if we did do it, we know, like we're not just debating back and forth. Um, and we needed to plan things like to, you know, you look at a picture and you can be like, this is what we're doing right here. This is this spot we need to worry about. Just all those like conversations. And I had people like handing me memory cards and we, I tried to set up Dropbox. <laughs> I couldn't, <USB. laughs> yeah, I couldn't like, this is back in the day when, yeah, they would like take the little tiny memory card out of their phone and then you would oh, have to no. like put it in the bigger adapter and then put it in your computer. Um, so we we're doing all this stuff and it was just a pain. We couldn't find them. I wanted them on the website. We wanted to plan, we, all this stuff. And 
So I started looking around. I'm like, someone has to have solved this problem. Like, it's pretty straightforward. We all need to take pictures. We just want to get them in one place pretty easily without having to go look for a folder. Is it there? Create it. I mean, certain types of people are good at that. I'm technologically savvy. I'm still bad at that. Um, but there just wasn't anything. And honestly, I was listening to podcasts. I remember I was listening to like Gary Vee. I was listening to uh, Smart Passive Income, just in a bunch of others, just kind of internet stuff. And I convinced yeah. myself, we could do this. Like this yeah. is, we could figure this out. I don't write code or anything like yeah. that. Well, I know that's so, true. Yeah, we hustle like <laughs> basically, I, and I run on the ask forgiveness versus permission framework sure. usually. And so I hired a like a local development shop, you know, that kind of builds software for companies uh, to build like a MVP, the minimum viable product of this app that I had in mind. Allow me and to premise, take pictures, upload them, label yeah, them, right? What Simple, it did, right? it was super snazzy, uh, like in concept. It was like, it used your GPS. And so you would go and you would just take pictures in this app. And then based on like the time and the location, it would bundle them together. It would go to, it would use all those GPS coordinates and it would find like the center point of those. And then it would go to Google, it would find the address and it would sort of store them underneath that address. So it was kind of automatic. That was the idea. You don't have to think. You open this app, you take the pictures, we can find them later. That's like the cool. big problem we knew we had. Huge. We need to find these photos. Right. Um, uh, we realized pretty quickly that Google doesn't have, they usually have the addresses right. And this is, you know, six, seven years ago. But you get out into like rural Nebraska, you're in a little town, Hallam, Nebraska. You know, there's like yeah. 70 people there. And it's got all the addresses wrong. And if you can't rely 100% on the fact that it's going to get it right, you're not going to use it. And so we switched it around to where you just like confirm the address. And, you know, we we're trying to solve that organization problem. We need to, to be able to find the pictures we're taking for all these reasons. We realized once we were doing it in this app that we could kind of deliver them in a feed so that you could just, instead of having to go look for things, you know, my dad could be sitting uh, you know, in his truck or in his office and just like watching the photos come in from all these different jobs. And that was really powerful. Hmm. I mean, more powerful even than like the organization because everyone knows when they're disorganized, like they're aware, oh, I have a problem with organization. But we right. didn't know that we had a problem with this sort of like active visual communication where it's just all happening. You're seeing it all and you're kind of, you're coordinating, but you're like, catching problems you're like oh that guy's putting the flashing wrong on that mm. chimney oh, wow. there's going to be a problem yeah. we're going to have a leak in a year and a half but because we saw it right now um we're going to fix it and so that that was the inception story like we worked with what this year was that? like what year was that when so you hired the we started that process like in in mid to late 2014 i like i remember sitting wow. out in the summer with my buddy like talking about it and, and just being like like i know like I, am I crazy? Like, I'm, I'm certain <laughs> this is a good idea. Like, I can't believe it's one of those things where I just can't believe it doesn't exist. That's what I kept thinking. Like, this yeah. should exist. And so started then and then realized pretty quickly that um, it's really a good way to start out is to work with a like a dev shop like that. But if you your interests aren't perfectly aligned with theirs, you know, like they are they are sort yeah, of checking I, I boxes. This life. Yeah. And, and like trying to find it was really hard to find like a you found the CTO. Did you find yeah, exactly. And so I was kind of hustling around going to yeah. these startup events and I met a, <laughs> a guy I was working at a local quote unquote startup. They're they're sure. big now and they were pretty big wow. then. Um, 
but he was like, yeah, let's do it. And it, honestly, it was wow. dumb luck because I didn't know how to pick an engineer. And I yeah. just happened to get this guy who was like biased toward action. All the things that you <laughs> want it. when you're starting, yeah. right? You don't yeah. need to sit around and compute the perfect way to do everything. You have to like move forward. And right. so, yeah, it was, it, it feels like it was recently. But yeah, that was like seven years ago. Wow. Is he still with you? Yep. He's still our CTO. Love um, and he's, you know, he's really focuses on the technical side because you get it like with engineers it's some people do want to do more management and kind of like the planning and stuff and some people are just like i love working with uh technical decisions yeah. and writing code and he's definitely on that side of it and yeah he's awesome yeah. well he's doing a great job i mean the app is awesome you know i think you know i think nowadays uh more than ever what what your app i mean maybe not so much in 2014 but like even me i run my painting business from home you know, like, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's just having crews out there with so much, uh, you know, to, it's almost like you're there, but not there with something like that. And, you know, an idea is, is, is so simple, but you've really expanded it tremendously. One feature that I know a couple of my friends and I love is the online, um, like the portal, right, for the customer to be able to keep track of what's going on in their project. Uh, a good friend of mine utilized this use case of how customer was away. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, they, they went out of town or something and they were comfortable with the contractor working at the house. And it's like, wow, you know, it's like transparency, you know, Hey, we just, did this. we just did this, you know, you know, that is a, we we're, we're, we're trying to go deeper into that. Like right now it's, it's, it's kind of mostly one-sided easy to share with them, but I, I'm always leery of trying to take something that people always do one way and get them to do it a totally different way like messaging, for example, like I'm convinced you're never going to get people to download an app to message you. Like they're going to text you or email, like they're Agreed. going to send it to you in the way they send it to you. But Agreed. yeah, the ability to share, we call it like the timeline where it will just auto update yes. as the photos come in. So you give them a link yeah. and they can just see what's going on. Yeah. But I was at shout out to the uh, Nolan painting group. I don't know what they're called. Nolan, <laughs> don't know how you know, but I went to one of their shows a long time ago, one of their like events. And I heard a similar thing about that people aren't around and you're sharing it with them and staying in communication with them. And, uh, uh oh, good. Yeah. Uh, I see we got the comments flying and I love that. And yeah. it's, it's really powerful. So our company mission is to build trust through truth and transparency. Like we, you know, we started, like I was kind of saying, uh, what's the word there? Opportunistically saw an opportunity. Yeah. It made sense. We needed it. And we've over time kind of realized and honed yeah. in and now are like really set on are this idea. Are you surprised how it. deep you went with like how many avenues this has taken from the initial idea to, I'm sure you have a laundry list of things that you want to do. And it's yeah. like, how do you, how do oh. you stop yourself from messaging your developer when, cause you're an, you're an idea guy. So I'm sure like, like, how do you stop yourself and say, yeah. like, maybe oh, you, well, you, you, do you battle with that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like went through old mock-ups this morning and was messaging our head of product. Uh, okay. I'll come up in a minute. My daughter just informed me. Uh, can you stay down here, sweetheart? Uh, sorry. The. So I went through some old like mockups this morning and I was screenshotting them and sending them over to our head of product um, who, so Tiffany is our head of product. She started as like a part-time office manager. It's just one of those people that learns, figures things out, yeah. cares a lot. Made her, made and, her own way. Love that. But yeah, that, that 
question you're getting at is is a really hard balance because you want to drive high standards and you want to you do really care and i have a lot of ideas but at the same time you want to let people figure it out give them space to do really good work i mean when we started i was like leaning all over chad our our cto you know like watching him write code ask him a million questions and that's a quick way to like burn people out but you also can't let them uh like you have to be on top of it and so that is just an ongoing seven years in i feel like i'm in a pretty good routine there where it's like you get feedback at the right times and the right places and that but you're not kind of micromanaging, but it's completely a balance that like each you got to figure out on your own, almost wherever you are. In terms of business, I have a lot of guys that listen to this podcast and they're just painting contractor owners, you know, some roofers, uh, you know, residential remodelers, the principles that you're saying in your capacity. And, and sometimes that I talk about in software can translate, right? Autonomy, you know, balance, transparency in terms of what the mission is and making sure everybody's on the same page. Dude, one thing, that stands out to me among any business that I follow on Instagram is your culture. What, what, how do you develop such a strong culture? I seen a post yesterday, by the way, of how the matchmakers in company can, did you see that post they put out? Uh, the matchmakers. I haven't seen it. It's a post where it shows you the couples that have gotten together that have worked in your company. Um, and it says it, it was a great post. It's like, you know, you see them, you know, together in the picture. And it's like, if you want a job or if you're looking for a mate, apply, you know, it's like, it was just a really good, and it just showcases like, you guys have such great culture. I mean, how do you balance that? Did you bring in someone to help you with that? Is that something you, you knew know, and said, Hey, this is what I need to do. Like, where did that come from? Well, I mean, you know, I, so, okay. There's this book called what you do is who you are. And I really like it. It's by one of these like startup guru kind of people. Um, uh, but it's, it is basically saying that like, you can say a whole bunch of stuff. You can write down a bunch of values and you know, the kind of things that you try to do, but really it's like, it's about what you do. And I'm pretty laid back and I want to have fun. And we, you know, we spend a lot of time working and I don't, I don't want to sacrifice like the enjoyment of my life to try to just grind it out 24 seven, you, you got to work hard, but it's finding that kind of that balance in between. And so sure. um, we do have an awesome like uh, VP of people, uh, basically HR, but it, I mean, I don't, the culture stems from kind of like how you do things, how you handle things, how you treat people. And that, I don't know, it just kind of happens. Then you bring in good people and they contribute to it. So it's like, it's a hiring thing. It's a, how you carry yourself and and do things. And so I'm like, I don't know. I try to run a low ego is the wrong word, but like, uh, what is the word I'm looking for here? Just like, well, what it looks to me is like, you're, you're, you're more so allow people to do what they're best at. Like, and I think like, that's a hard thing for any business to let go of, but especially with with a software, it's almost like, you know, there's a lot of control involved. It's like your idea, you want to make sure everything goes perfect. But there had to be a switching point of like, okay, if I want this to grow, I've got to allow people to contribute what they're best at. Is that kind of the the mindset? Yeah. I, yes. It, and it is. There's like a element of, I want to say grace, like this idea yeah. that, look, we're going to screw up. We're going to try to give each other the benefit of the doubt. Sure. We're going to try 
to assume good intentions. And sometimes that's not like sometimes someone's just being an asshole and you have to just decide, you know, they can apologize and decide, okay, going to like forgive you. I know you, this isn't normal. Sure. And it's just, I don't know, but there is that, just that mentality of, of it's not that serious. Like we care about it a lot. We work really hard, but um, like one of our, I love this guy, Alex, he runs like our Salesforce uh, sure. implementation, all this stuff. And he screwed this thing up like two weeks in that yeah. sent the email to like a thousand of the wrong people. Uh, and it was like this yeah. giant headache and it was just a total like accident and sort of a consequence of having your data not perfectly organized, you know? And he was like, Oh, it was, I'm sorry, dude. Like I totally understand if you fire me. And I'm like, dude, I'm not fine. Like that was just an honest mistake. And sure. like, I, I know you're trying to do great work and he has, he has just been awesome, but it's that understanding that like, you can't do that every week, you know, but we're not expecting you to be perfect. We're expecting you to treat people well, to really care and to do good work. Yeah. And that it sort of runs through and then it's contagious. And I don't want to say that it comes yeah. from the top in a sense, because it, it there's this <laughs> element in which it does, but it's but like, if he becomes you have a more manager. opportunity to screw it up, then you have to create it. Basically. True. And if he becomes a manager, his model of how he becomes a manager, my personal opinion is how he was managed. And I think that goes down the line. I really appreciate, I can appreciate that. You know, um, how many employees do you guys have? About 160 now. <clears throat> I think you guys are one of the fastest growing startups right now, right? <clears throat> or I don't know if it's considered yeah. a startup anymore. I think well, you guys have you some know, in our of, uh, industry. Actually. Yeah, in our industry. We are, we are definitely growing fast and there's always better. I mean, you know, you look, if we've been doing this for seven years, so it, it, it doesn't feel that fast. Now the last year we've hired a lot of people and it's felt like a little crazy, but you know, you look back and it's, or from the outside, you know, when you're not in it all the time, it's like you meet someone who you haven't seen for a few years and their kid is like three times as big and you're like, whoa, it's crazy how fast you're <laughs> getting. It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, well, you see it every day. It hits you sometimes, but you're just not noticing it as much. And so, yeah, it has been, we have been growing fast and it's really, I mean, again, testament to the people. And then I, to me, kind of like the simplicity yeah. of what we're doing. It's this universal problem in contracting. You can't be at all the projects. You need to document it. You need to communicate. And we're trying to solve that sort of general problem rather than there's a million problems that are specific to painting or specific yeah. to roofing yeah. or plumbing or you name yeah. it. Yeah. And we're basically saying we're trying to solve this problem, which all contractors share. And we're trying to sure. be the best at that. Sure. And I 100%. tell people all the time, there's always room for the best. If you're making the best product, you're going to be fine. You know, if you did better marketing or whatever, like you could always like maybe do a little better, but you're never going to lose it all making the best product. Absolutely. Have you thought about this? Just shooting this out there, you know, because I'm an ideas guy too. Oh, hey, you, yeah. I love ideas. The backside of it, right? So correct me if I'm wrong. Company cam stops after the job is complete, right? For that project. Yes. Mm, uh, basically. After the job, though, all of their photos are still inside a company cam, and a lot of contractors want to showcase those photos. Typically, they like to take photos of the befores, which most of them are in company cam. Then you have mm -hmm. the after photos, which in some cases are in company cam if they're sharing that 
with the customer, maybe again, you know, that dynamic. Have you ever thought about after the job is done, utilizing some sort of tool to render before and after, maybe snapshot for them to share on social media? Okay. It's funny that you said this. So we, there's two things. We have what we call the before and after camera. Um, okay. So if you are in the camera of company cam, if you look at the very bottom of the screen, okay. one of them says before and after, and it's this really cool way to take before and after photos. Okay. So you, it like uses the before photo and like ghosts it over the screen so that you can perfectly line up the after and then it lays them out into oh, a template. Oh, that's cool. So, okay. That's yeah, cool. It, and yeah. It's, it, it's, it's sort of, I don't want to say it's totally hidden, but it's definitely not like in your face. So we have that. And then you use the word showcase, which is perfect because we have another feature that we just rolled out uh, a couple months ago called showcases. And it allows you to put this little piece of code on your website and we'll even, we'll help you do it. But then you can publish your projects directly from company cam to your website. That's it. So you just go in and you're like, Oh, I want to share this. And it creates this beautiful, like kind of, it almost looks like an Airbnb listing area where oh, it shows the projects that. and you open it it's up. Like, is and it then like you... a widget on the website? Yeah. Yeah. It, cool. it looks like it's part of your website, but it's running from our that. site and it, but like you can categorize them by the type of project and the materials you used. For example, like maybe it's a certain paint color, whatever. And then when people go to your website, they can sort through and filter and be like, oh, I just want to see ones with, you know, dove white or I mean, oh, that's crazy. And if side side note, I was talking to we're thinking about building a house next year. I was talking to our builder and he said, yeah, we painted this house dove white. And I was like, yeah. dove. Yeah. You mean dove? dove. <laughs> Just made me laugh. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so yes, we are absolutely in the future. Like we're holding a half of a billion photos right now. And what? most of the reason, yeah, most of the reason with that Amazon photos. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's funny. It's like the costs of software are people. That's yeah. always important to remember. People yeah. cost money. Servers cost almost nothing. Yeah, but uh, so uh, in our mind, all of these photos, it's it's all part of just doing the job, right? Like, you know, you're estimating day of, and then after you want to take some photos for marketing, we want to empower that. So like with our before and afters, you can share them right to Facebook, you know, Facebook, Instagram, you can do whatever you want with those. I missed that um, before and after thing. I can't. No, you I'm should curious. check it out. I'd love to yeah. get your thoughts on it because I, yeah. I mean, it's pretty slick and it, we're trying to make it so that someone who is in a hurry and is not a Photoshop wizard can make something easily shareable that shows their good work um without having to do any of this extra stuff like they can do it in 10 seconds uh, oh but, bna right here oh b okay yeah, yeah yeah it doesn't say before and after bna um, okay yeah okay. you should it. check it out send me some That's photos cool. but no, I will. this idea of sharing like we're, you're generating all of this photos videos all of this content so to speak right and you you use it for your operations and that stuff but you also want to use it to grow your business for your marketing and that is where we're, we're spending a lot of energy with this showcases and with these ways of trying to say, how do we make these photos more valuable to grow your business? Yeah. Not just, you know, to like the management stuff I was talking right. about, but right. that's, the, you, well, you're, you're exactly on the right track. Paint, well, and, I, I think from the painting perspective is, is first of all, when it comes to Facebook marketing is the painting sector. I mean, you really, all you got to do is put a good before and after picture and you're getting, you're getting, you're getting traction is, and, and I'm not knocking roofers, but it's just, you're not getting that as much of an, an appeal trigger oh, yeah. on a roof. No, you know? I'm, 
it's crazy though what okay because roofing people care less about roofs than they care about the painting of their home by a lot and it's it's definitely not as sexy but there is that visual right. transformation More of a need than a want well, I've been shocked with the amount of pe of our like HVAC and plumbing customers that use the before and afters because ah, okay. no one, which is, I it just was not intuitive to me. Who cares what your unit right. looks like? Right. But what one guy told me, which I thought was just spot on, he said, everyone can tell the difference between new and nice and clean and old and dirty and disgusting. Right. And if you just show them that transformation, even if it's inside of their wall or behind yeah, their toilet or something, anyway, yeah. they won't see it, but they feel like, oh yeah, that looks I got, way better. And they'll feel and, that they paid for something and got some value rather than like, this is something I'm never going to notice. hundred percent. So I'm going to give a roofing example here just because I don't know the painting one. But when, yeah. you know, when you're getting these photos streamed to you all day, where you can just open up your phone, you can see it happen. Uh, one thing we run into in roofing a lot is like rotten wood. If there was a leak, there's like rotten decking, that kind of a thing. And if at the end of the day, you know, we replace it and we do everything right. And then we tell the customer, hey, we had to replace 10 sheets of plywood. That's going to be 500 right. bucks or something like that. Or now maybe $4,000. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's one thing. They're like, oh, did they actually do it? It's annoying. Whereas if they get a picture texted to them in the middle of the day that says, oh, man, we found all this rotten decking. Um, we're going to take care of it. And then they get another picture texted to them showing them, oh, this nice new OSB is installed. Now it's like, oh, they're taking care of me. Yeah. I saw what they did. And when they yeah. pay extra, they're not they're not sour about it. Like they feel like there's you a, were looking out for something they didn't know about. There's a there's a fear there for sure. I mean, there's definitely a fear in terms of an average consumer when you can't see what they're doing. And mm -hmm. most people aren't going to climb up there. Have you ever had anyone climb up on the roof? Any customers? I, so yes, and I have, have a really? 90 year old woman, oh, 90 no years way. old. I turn around and she's getting off the top of the ladder and it was a low slope roof. Like it wasn't too steep, but I couldn't, I was like, ma'am, let, let me help you. She wanted to tell me something about what was going on. It was yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, for the most part, you're right. That, yeah. okay. Sorry. You're triggering all these stories. I like stories. Um, no one knows what good roofing looks like occasionally you see something that you can see from the ground and you're sure. like that's atrocious you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's different with painting you're in the house you're look, you know like you can see a little more of it but we found once we right when we started using this at my uh, dad's roofing company that um again our motto build trust your truth and transparency so the truth is what you're capturing that's the photos they don't lie they're time yeah. stamped they're gps stamped you know who took them you know where they were taken it's like that is the facts on the ground yeah. And the transparency is like when you're using company cam, everyone at your company that you give access to and permission can see that. So it's a yeah. sort of transparent sharing of information. And we saw our quality go up dramatically because instead of maybe we go inspect this certain roof and we have an opinion about how the vents were installed or something. But once we had all of our crew leaders on there, they would like make fun of each other. Uh, if they did a bad job of cutting yeah. a roof bend or something, something that yeah. no one would ever see, but you know, Jose would be on there and he'd be like, Hey, Jim, this is your first vent you've ever installed. <laughs> and it's like, cause you can have these conversations yeah. and you can mention people. Yeah. And it was funny, but that social pressure of a whole bunch of people who know what good looks like are going to see this. And that mattered a lot more than whether I get a nine or an eight on my inspection or something like that to people. Yeah. Like no one wanted to be the person getting made fun yeah. of in the chat, so to speak, for the work they were doing. Love that. Yeah. I mean, that social pressure, that team. I, and so that's, that's a huge angle there, you know, in terms of being respectful, respectful, your time, 
um, you know, I want to kind of hit on one more thing in terms of, uh, in terms of, you know, what, you know, in terms of leadership, right. In terms of you're, you're, you're taking this company. I know you guys just got another round of funding. I heard, I mean, you're, you're doing so many things. I mean, how do you maintain level-headed? You know, what is that thing for you that, uh, keeps you, uh, keeps you humble, uh, you in what. the midst of all the craziness? I don't get accused of being humble too much. No, I, but that's a good question because I, I run usually with confidence but without arrogance and like the ability to admit that you're wrong. And so I think for one, it's kids like kids my kid, like just being a parent. I mean, you find yourself in the middle of the night wiping puke off the floor. Like it's not <laughs> particularly glamorous, you know, type yeah. of a thing. But then uh, that sort of decision to trust people and to try to transition more to like a coach than someone who's demanding things has been it, which is, kind of hard for me because I have a lot of opinions about what good is and and what something should look like and and that and I want to drive that that quality but at the same time I see it now more than ever I can't I don't I didn't see that Instagram post from yesterday I just I can't see yeah. everything and be sure. a part of everything and so rather than coming in or someone has an issue and I'm just like uh this is what we're doing whatever right. asking questions and and helping that person see it the way you see it, or even learning from them half the time. Hey, well, what do you think we should do here? Well, I think this. Oh, well, why do you think that? Or what about this? And asking those questions. And then it's, I don't nothing beats finding people that are ready for responsibility and looking to take more responsibility. Yeah. I realized, you know, I watched my dad run his business for a long time and um, saw a lot of just the way that he treated people, how he treated customers. I mean, they haven't changed their phone number in 30 years. Like just like they're always things go wrong, but you're trying to do things right. And you're running this high integrity operation. But then when I sort of was in charge, it was like anyone who is ready to take ownership, responsibility and accountability for something will be given more. And yeah. for example, our part-time office manager who answered support questions and did some billing stuff is now running an entire product team of 50 people and all Love of these that. engineers because she was ready to take more responsibility at every step of the way. And it, you know, the, we had a guy that we hired to just cold call people randomly. He runs our sales operations Amazing. because he's ready to take responsibility. So that yeah. finding people that are ready to take responsibility and then thinking with them rather than telling them what to do are two things that I try to practice, not perfect by any means, but that will help you, like like you said, keep a level head and help yeah. build other people up to the point that they're better than you. And sure. then you don't have to wor worry about it. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's a great mentality. I think we can all adopt in any business scenario. Man, appreciate your time. I'm a huge fan. I uh, I plan to integrate with you guys with Drip Jobs to where once we send a proposal, that uh, that online link goes out with that proposal for the customer to keep track of the projects. So we definitely can't wait to be a part of what you guys have in this extension. I love it. And hey, if you have time, I I'd love to do like a 30 minute demo i'd love to just see drip jobs and understand yeah. it have you walk me through it i Absolutely. love a i love that kind of stuff and then b if i know something about it i can yeah i bump into a painter be, which i do from time to time it'd be my pleasure well, you, we want to tap into we want to tap into the roofers too 
you know, it's not oh. just for painters. We have a couple roofing companies using it now. We have landscapers using it. Um, I have a, a stonework company, a granite company. So we're, it's really any company that has a long sales process, not HVAC, not pressure washing, not, okay. any, you know, but if it's a long sales process from start to finish, uh, drip jobs is a good fit. Awesome. Well, hey man, yeah, keep man. up the It'd good work. It looks Thank like you. you're doing you awesome stuff. Hey, we and, just started, uh, man. We're, I'm at the CTO phase. You've, you yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, keep hustling. I just locked then, in my CTO off of Reddit. I found them on Reddit. Let's get, that's the hustle. That is, <laughs> hustle. it takes a lot of hustle, man. And I, you're doing it. it. So, hey, Thank shoot me an email man. for real. And I, sure I want to take a tour. Luke, thanks so much. If anybody wants to sign up for Company Cam, I have a link somewhere that I'll put here. Uh, it's my affiliate link. You get a sweet it, discount. Thanks, Claire. Companycam.com slash drip jobs. Yeah, that's companycam.com slash drip jobs will get you a special deal. I believe it's like 50% off or something. We do like a two week free trial yeah. and, uh, and that stuff, but it gets you like an extra better deal than that. Yeah. And then we know that you came from, uh, Tanner and this podcast yeah, and, and will and, help get you set up right for painting. Yeah. And the, I'm telling you the before and after is going to be a huge kick. Now that I know where it is, I can advocate it more. The before and after thing's awesome. One last thing. We are, we are, we have just released this sort of functionality to create these checklists and we're, we're, we're Important. thinking of looking for partners, like kind of photo checklists and then expanding out from there to help us understand what kind of checklists are important in different, mm. uh, trades. Sure. And so if you for painting or anyone listening to Love this that. has kind of sheets, checklists that they go through when they're out on site, trying to either capture information or make sure that certain things get done. Um, I'd love to talk to you to understand what you're doing. So that could be you, Dude. could be someone else, but feel free. I'm always available. Luke at companycam.com. Uh, Send over your checklist. Yeah, because you want to make it to where you create templates, right? And obviously they could just- We're trying them. to, yeah. We're trying to make that capturing information in the field process yeah. as simple and seamless as possible. Love it. Love it. Well, awesome. thank you, Luke. I appreciate your time, my friend. Uh, I will be sending you an email with uh, some information. Perfect. Thanks again. Thanks, Tanner. Awesome. See you, man. Yep. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals that's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time, it's going to make you money, and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com, and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.